Hi, Happy Enders. It's another week. Um, I'm sorry about last week. It's just, um, I do this podcast all by myself. I edit it. I put in all the sound. I do the endings. I do the sponsors. And I massage for it. So, um, there's times where just life just gets too much in the way and I just cannot put a podcast out. I had an author signing on Saturday. Normally what I do is when I get off work on Friday, I come home and I edit the podcast, which takes like two to three hours to edit. So I just couldn't do it last week. I'm sorry. Um, the past couple months, Emily has tried to get me to release these unedited, but I just honestly can't do it. I mean, my name's on, I, my name's the only one on this. I'm based this, I mean, um, She does help and everything, but this is my podcast. Like, I do everything for it. So I just, I can't seem to want to do that where I release it. Just with the long pauses and everything. It's just, I mean, I don't edit anything out. No contents edit out. I just try and clean it up so you guys can listen to it clearly. And I'm working really hard on learning how to edit even better. Um, So because of that, there was no podcast last week. And I am sorry. Hopefully you guys caught up. Um crazy news um thursdays i am now invited to the basement which is the podcast studio of the comedy store to start doing the podcast there which is ridiculously cool uh this was the first time um i was supposed to have bobby lee but he didn't show up so we just grabbed one of the door guys and pulled him on Um, Which I think is a good thing because we are working out some of the kinks. You're going to hear people coming up and down the stairs. Uh, You will hear Jeff Scott on the piano keys. But, I mean, I'm in the comedy store doing this podcast, which is fucking ridiculously cool. And it seems like maybe the next couple weeks we're going to be getting through a lot of the comedy store door guys. Just because we're trying to work out a lot of the kinks. But we have some crazy guests coming up and I am ridiculously excited about where this podcast is going to go and um, so on this podcast is Abby Roberge Um, he is a door guy he's from Canada Um, I think he's done some acting Uh, a lot of the women think he's adorably cute He's a little too polished for me. I like those rough and tumble kind of guys. But, I mean, I can see the appeal. He's a good-looking kid. And we talk a lot about how he grew up. Um, at the very end, he starts explaining that he was in... I won't I won't ruin it for you, but it's a crazy story. So, I hope you... Go- oh, and also, um, shout-out to Care by Design Absolute Extract. You guys have given me the lotion, and I appreciate it more than you know. The CBD stuff, their 18-to-1 pills have helped my anxiety immensely and still thick and tasty pizza. I love you guys. And you guys should check them out. They're on 4444 La Cienica Boulevard. So enjoy. (laughs) How the massage cast got kicked out of the basement. (laughs) All right, gang, you're rolling. All right. Get undressed, get under the sheets. Ooh, you're in for a treat. No, I promise this is not a dream. It's just a happy ending with Joy Eileen. Yeah, what's up? What's up? Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Abby Roberge, and I'm a door guy here at the Comedy Store. 
world famous comedy star. And he said he can take pressure. So we're going to break him. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> and then he has to go to work. Well, look, your butt's already clenched. <laughs> He's like, that was supposed to be a secret job. <laughs> now, have you ever had a massage before? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you get them often? Uh, a couple times a year, I think. Okay. <sighs> yeah? Oh, that feels great. And if you need, honestly though, if you need me to back off, I can. Oh, I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. All right. So how's your week been going? Uh, my week is awesome. My life is sweet. I've been working here every day and running and uh, just getting ready for a trip to Vancouver next week. What are you going to do in Vancouver? Doing some shows. I'm opening for Theo for a couple shows. Ooh, that's a bit much. Uh, opening for Theo for a couple shows. Okay. And then I have my own uh, headlining show that I'm going up there for. Very nice. Yeah. And then uh, I'm going to see family. Okay. And uh, just hike. Vancouver's like, it's the best. Vancouver in like late June, early July is just so much fun. The whole city comes alive. It's because they're out of the snow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's like two this is like two weeks out of the year. It doesn't rain. <laughs> and they're like, all right, we got to get enough vitamin D to last us for the whole year. So speaking, when Speaking of vitamin D, I just watched a very, very good video about vitamin D. If you're listening to this podcast, make sure that you take your vitamin D. It's <laughs> the most important thing you can be taking. That's funny, because in high school, they used to always try and get me to take vitamin D, too. But I don't think we're talking about the same vitamin. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> but also, if you're taking vitamin D, make sure you're taking calcium along with it, because that is like a lock and key mechanism. No, if you have too much vitamin, it calcifies in your bloodstream. You have to take vitamin K, so it doesn't calcify in your bloodstream. That's what I heard. <laughs> okay. What video did you watch? Uh, this doctor, um... Is that the name of it? Dr. Rhonda Patrick. Is that something you do often, is watch videos about vitamins? Uh, just whatever, just, just whatever pops up on my feed, you know? I watch a lot of videos about... Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. Just, yeah, just whatever, whatever comes out. Yeah. I wonder if that's why they call it feed, because they're just feeding they're just you feeding shit. Me, I'm just a little fat little piglet. <laughs> like, give me more. Consuming their videos. What's one kind of video that every time you see it, you'll stop and watch it? Um, kind? I'll watch a good, like, Game of Thrones fan video, like a fan theory video or something <laughs> like that. Did you watch Game of Thrones? Oh, uh, yeah, it's my favorite thing ever. Were you okay with the ending? Yeah, I'm okay with it. Here's yeah. a, I would have done a couple things differently, but, uh, I mean, look, I'm such a big fan of the show. It's like, why would I hate something I love so much, you know? No. It's like, I'm not entitled. Pe like, people are, people are so, like, people get so angry. It's like, it's like, it's like, hey, you're not entitled to the ending you want, you know? You just get, you're, you're only, you got to enjoy it up to the last three episodes, and it didn't live up to your standard. Then that's on you, you know. <laughs> you just need oh, to enjoy things man. more. That's true. And that's kind of why I started writing books. I read a book that just did not end the way I wanted it to, and I was like, I can make this better. 
So I just wrote my own books. Oh, that's great. I guess that's what you can do. Yeah. And I guess that's what fan fiction is. People are like, no, I can do it better, so yeah. they do. My brother uh, pirated the fifth Harry Potter book because <laughs> he didn't want to pay full price for it. Cause, you know, he was a kid, didn't have any money. And then he read the whole thing, and he's like, man, this fifth Harry Potter book might be the best book yet. Then he was discussing it with his friend. His friend's like, what are you talking about? It's like, that didn't happen. He's like, yes, it did. Turns out my brother bootlegged like a fan fiction version of the fifth Harry Potter. <laughs> Your yeah. brother does know that there's things called libraries as well, right? Uh, this was like right when the book came out. So it wasn't, I don't think it was available in libraries yet. Okay. Only because like I've, my books have been on pirating sites and it, it hurts a little or a oh. lot. Yeah, but J.K. Rowling's a billionaire. She can handle it. Exactly. Which means, like, pirate those, not indie authors. We need your oh, yeah, dollar. I actually always, I love buying books. Like, I love my, I love going to Barnes and Nobles and buying books. Like, it's such a great experience. I like everything about it. Like I like a, sitting between the aisles and reading the first few pages. And you don't read the end? No, I don't want to read the end. That's what I said. She reads the end first, every book she picks up. Oh, no. I have, yes. to, I have to make sure it's going to end the way I want it to. Yeah, but it's like, you don't, you want, you probably don't, you wouldn't even understand then. I, I'm, I can do context clues. <laughs> I, get, I guess, but it's, uh, but it's not that there's going to be no impact, no significance, that's no okay. symbolism, like you're missing all of that. That's okay. I'm, I'm good with that. In fact, when I write a book, I know how it's going to end. Well, that's a good way to start writing. When you're writing, that's the way to do it. You start with an ending and work backwards. That's what I hear, at least. I don't know. I don't like surprises. Uh, yeah. Have you ever thought about writing a book? I've considered it, yeah. You should. Everybody should. should write a book. I just like, I like creative writing. Sometimes I, I've written a couple scripts, like, just to be creative and I haven't like scripts with no intention of showing it to anybody I'm just like this is my own weird little this is, my this is just my thing it's just for me now besides reading and going to bookstores how else do you relax um Ooh, that's a good one it's a good knot uh huh yeah I work out about seven days a week <sighs> ah that's good that's the stuff. What do you do? Am I doing pretty good as far as pressure goes? I like handling it pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I lightened up on you. Oh, uh, okay, nice. But I think whatever you're doing is perfect. <laughs> uh, uh, what do I do to relax? Uh, no, when you work out. Oh, I are run. Are you a lifter or a runner? Yeah, I run and then lift weights in the end. So I run from my place to run in, which is about an hour away. I go up and down running twice, and then I run home. Or, sorry, miles. Did I say an hour? Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, so I run. I don't know. It's like, it takes, the whole thing takes about an hour or something. And then I go, uh, or, or if I just run up and down running once, then I'll lift weights after. Okay. Did you do sports in school? I wrestled in high school. Ah. Oh. I was pretty good at it. 
Actually, I don't. I don't actually, I actually wasn't that good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I was delusional though. So, no, was pretty, I was like, no, I was like good, like in practice. Like I really like, like I was, it was, I worked really hard at it. Got good, but when it came to like tournaments and stuff, I get so in my. I'd always defeat myself before the match came, or I'd spaz out and just not perform the way I'm supposed to. Mm. Oh. Yeah, and those traps are tight. Feel that clicking? Uh, this is a real trap. Uh, now, what do you? What doesn't relax you? Like, what's one of your pet peeves that just? Oh, I was at an open mic yesterday, and this lady was on stage, and she was chewing gum during her set, and like, yeah. And I, and I th- feel like other people get like kind of annoyed by that. It, to me, it literally is like assault. Like I, it's like <laughs> I, I'm. Uh-huh. Are either of you a claustrophobic? A little, yes. So I get that feeling times like four when someone chews, makes noise, any noise with your mouth that's not speaking. <laughs> <laughs> so when you get blowjobs, you're like, shh. Uh, yeah, even that, you know? <laughs> um, Has yeah. it always been that way or was there like a person? Nope always been that way oh my god you were that kid then huh i used to just get fucking angry if i'm at a dinner table and someone's people are chewing their mouth open i'd have to like excuse myself no i can't do that either i my kids i used to call them smacky mcsmackersons yeah any lip smacking it's just like i don't know why it's it's like it ruins my life the next blowjob needs to be with a mime <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think that would be fun. They're just miming a blowjob. <laughs> You're all, that looks really good. We should try that on you the real thing. You yourself. I don't uh, know why I did that movement. I'll just put some mirror plugs in. <laughs> <laughs> She's literally choking and you're just like, oh, I can't uh, hear you. You're doing great. <laughs> more? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what else? Any other things that bug you? Any other pet peeves? Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, uh, you know, just like every person at the comedy store. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, nah, I'm, I'm a fucking sweetheart. I'm like, I people. I think if you were to do a poll of people that know me, and they were like, "Hey, name your the top ten chillest people you know." I feel like I'd be in Miles Peoples' list. Okay, now let's put you in a room, like a matrix room, that changes however you want it to change. And it is the most obnoxious, annoying, like everything about it is just sets you on edge. What's going on in there? Where are you? Uh, What does it look like? Wow, that's an evil hypothetical. (laughs) I don't even like, I don't even want to picture that. Uh, a couple people chewing, a couple people with B.O. Uh, it's like like a young open micer comedian giving oh. me notes on my set <laughs> while chewing a slice of pizza and he hasn't showered in a couple days. See, that's sad because that could really happen. And then I got, oh, oh man, I mean, one time I had a, I was working the back door here at the comedy store, which is like the worst shift you could get, you know? <laughs> It's like eight hours long, you know, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do anything, and 
I had like there was like five cokeheads standing in front of me all talking about comedy. I had a, a crazy homeless guy that sells t-shirts talking in one ear <laughs> and a schizophrenic guy talking in the other mm. ear. It was like I was like literally being attacked from all angles. <laughs> and I wasn't I didn't acknowledge any like I I didn't respond to any. I was just sitting there minding my own business and like he was still just kept talking. <laughs> yep, that sounds like the story. It does. <laughs> sometimes you just can't escape it. No. Now, do you have any favorite memories of like going on vacation or things like that when you were younger? Uh, I never took many vacations, but I grew up living. I grew up in the woods. Okay. So you know, just like I literally camped, like. When people are like, oh, yeah, I went on a camping trip. I'm like, that was the first 12 years of my life. That's every day. Yeah. We lived in a teepee when I was a year. We lived in a teepee for a year when I was a kid. How old were you? I mean, like four, three or four. Do you remember living in a teepee? Oh, yeah. Uh, and then... Did you live in, like, a community with teepees? Uh, there's like a, it was like a Hare Krishna commune. And so like everyone had their own like land, you know? But okay. It was, like, it was like a valley. And uh... Did like, you go to the airport and hand out flowers? Uh, my parents did stuff like that. They made a bunch what? of money, gave it to the temple. Yeah. Right? Why, they go and hand out, do they hand out flowers and pamphlets uh, or just... they do all sorts of hostels. Everybody, there's a... <laughs> I love your face. Wow, wow. <sighs> Sorry, I grew up Mormon, so I understand direct sales. I just don't understand the flowers. Oh, uh, it's just like a hustle, you know. You hand it to people. And Did, were your parents bald? Did they have to shave their heads? <sighs> I mean, the women don't. Oh, the women are allowed to have hair. Yeah, the women are encouraged to have hair. Yeah, of course. Oh, they're encouraged. Okay, what is discouraged in women? Oh, uh, pretty much everything. Yeah, pretty uh, much being yourself. <laughs> Pretty much being a woman, that's, you know. Are they still in it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. My whole family's still into it. So, when you go and visit, are you going to be in a teepee? Like, are they... Oh, no, they don't live in the commune. They're still, like, in the religion. But, like, they, uh... They, uh... What was I gonna say? Yeah, they live in the city now, but they still... They're very religious. So, when did you move out of the teepee? Uh, we just lived in the teepee while my dad was, like, building our house. Oh, okay. He, like, built it with his bare hands. Like, chopped wow. down the trees and, like, cut cut the logs and, like, did the whole thing. Damn. Pretty sweet house, too. And then that's where you're going to go visit? Uh, no, it's about a four-hour drive outside of Vancouver. I, I'd like to go visit. I haven't been there in, like, 15 years. Are you close to your parents? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're great. Now, are you still, like, part of the... Hare Krishna? Oh, no, no, not at all. I, I, I always argue with them and make fun of them and they get mad at me. But it's kind of like, the opposite. Like, they're, like, most, like, religious families, like, they kind of push it on the, the one who isn't. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who kind of pushes it on them, but they're silly, you know? Like, they're just going about their life and I'm the one talking shit to them. But they're allowed to still talk to you? Yeah, it's, it's like, you know, Hare Krishnas are like, you know, they're, they're goofy, but they're pretty, like, Pretty nice, pretty harmless, like, I don't know. What's the basis? Like, what's the basis of... You know, we're just all 
stuck in this endless cycle of uh, birth and death and reincarnation and the way we live our life kind of dictates where we end up in our next life. You kind of work up the chain of from like an ant or you know enough from nothing to human. What's after human? A human again? Ah, uh, yeah, a human again, or you, or if you don't, you know, you become an animal again. You could go to hell. You can, if you're. Oh, if you go to hell, do you get to come back, or you just uh, is that? I don't remember the exact. Then anyway, then. so we're in the, we're stuck in this cycle <laughs> of birth and death. And after you become a human, and you uh, kind of renounce yourself from all material desires, and you sort of live. It's all about connecting to Krishna, right? It's all about showing your love and appreciation to Krishna. And so when you when you realize that, you know, when you live your entire life in the service of Krishna and you, and you don't care about these material things and you live for Krishna, then when you die, you, you re- get reborn in Godhead and you end this endless cycle of, ow, rebirth and reincarnation. Okay. Sounds pretty sweet, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Have you ever heard that they say that when you die and you see the light, the light is actually you being reborn, like the vagina opening and you just fucking coming out and doing it again. Uh, maybe that's why there's like stillbirths, you know? Because they're like, I don't want to do this again. Well, yeah, because there's, well, no, because there's like people that like see the light and then they come back. They come back. And then that's why a baby gets born like still, you know? <sighs> Damn. All right. Hey, maybe. There you go. No, I mean, I, 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 if, uh, if, if, if I had to put uh, an, a dollar on it, I don't know if I would, but, you know. <laughs> not a dollar, maybe a quarter. Yeah, yeah, nah, probably not, but, you know, <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, why not have fun with the theory, you know? There you go. Okay, now I know the answer to one of them, but have you ever broke anything? Uh, as a matter of fact, yes. Uh, this arm that you're massaging, I have broken this one twice. My left arm was broken twice. Second time I got a plate and four screws. Now, Where's the plate? Uh, if you stop, you see uh, that scar on my forearm? I do. Yeah, right under there. Okay. And then, uh, back in, uh, when was that? Back in November of 2018, very recently. I fell on my bird scooter and I broke my right wrist and my right elbow. And uh, they're still not fully healed. I'm still dealing with it. Are you right-handed or left-handed? Left-handed, fortunately. I was in a cast for about four months. Hey, what time is it? Uh, We're just about to wrap up. Yeah, I'm going to hit your arm right, your other arm real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're just going to even you out. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> We've been doing this together too long. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay, so when you were growing up, did you go to public school or did they teach you on the commune? Oh, uh, yeah, I went to public school. That's well, I went to public school for the first couple of years and then we built a school in the commune and then we tricked the government into paying for it. And so, like, technically it was a public school, but it was kind of like a private school also. Just I was the only kid in my grade. Damn. I was the only fifth grader in my school. Teacher molest you? No, I'm kidding. No, everyone was cool. And then, uh, uh, what's it called? In the seventh grade, I moved to Vancouver, which is, you know, a big regular city, you know. So I got to live a city life. 
but I lived on, when I moved to Vancouver, I lived on Temple property, which is kind of like a commune within the city in a way. That was kind of more of a commune, actually, because the Temple owned this, like, big plot of land with, like, a farm and, like, uh, apartment buildings and stuff, and it's all kind of one little. All right. So, we are going to end with this. this Or we can end with that. (laughs) (laughs) I like to ask this question. What is your favorite non-comedy memory that makes you laugh every time you think of it? Ooh, wow. That's a good question. Non-comedy memory. Me laugh every time I think of it. Like, if you get in with your friends or your family and you're like, do you remember that time? Oh, yeah. I was a... One time, me and my friend went on a road trip, and uh, for some reason I felt like flipping off on incoming traffic for no reason. I was 18, (laughs) I was very immature. I still flip off the And some lady was making a left turn, and we were at a light, and I flipped her off, and she got really mad by it. And then about 20 minutes down the road, we noticed she was like bumper to bumper with us trying to really run us off the road but it was the funniest thing <laughs> ever because we were terrified we couldn't <laughs> stop laughing it's like you know we were two big boys and like driving a car and this is like a single lady by herself but we were so scared because it was so scary because i knew i was 100 percent in the wrong like <laughs> My friend was laughing because when I panic, it's like kind of funny because I'm like, oh no, oh no, I started freaking out. It's pretty good. All right, is there anything you want to plug? Oh, uh, the Door Guys podcast. If you like podcasts, check out the Door Guys podcast. Me and Marmo Sushiti Feng Chow. Uh, and find me on social media at A B B Y R O B E R G E. Perfect. All right, how do you feel? Uh, I feel really good. And see, are you ready for work now? I want to go on record and say it's the best massage you've ever gotten. Hell yeah. I would pay for this massage. <laughs> All right. Take your time. <sighs> what time is it, though? It is 8.09. Okay, perfect. Okay. Shit, I gotta get up there. That was fun. Good. My nose like was like stuffed up though the whole time. Yeah, it means your lymphatic system's draining. Yeah, oh, that's a good thing, right? Yeah, it's a good thing. Just make sure you drink lots of water. It's out to all right, you guys, that was my episode with Abby Roberge. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Oh, fuck, I keep forgetting. Um, if you guys like, want to, you could like, click, subscribe, send comments, send emails to joyshappyendings at gmail.com. Anything will help, and I hope you guys have a good day.